my kind of town. Chicago Another week, another episode. Let's do it. Episode four. You know, this was an up and down week, but we're 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 still going. You see, I, this week made me really excited about the podcast because uh, for anyone that is not listening from just straight up our friend group, um, we posted some advertisements, some links about the podcast uh, for the first time, even though we yeah. had three episodes already out. It had a mostly, I'd say a 98% positive. 98 feedback. is the two, 99. All right. Yeah, I guess it's a 99. Well, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I guess, well, I guess there weren't maybe a hundred full list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I'd, I'd say about a 90, yeah. 98% positive feedback. Um, can't win them all. You can't win them you all. Know, it's fine. Right. You know, we'll take, we'll take the one, but also it means we're doing something right. That's right. You know, they don't boo nobodies. That is incredibly accurate. Yeah. Um, so one of the first things uh, we did actually is we did a little question and answer. Uh, to advertise, which is kind of fun. We asked some people mm-hmm. ask some questions about what the podcast is about because we were really secretive about it. This yep. was definitely an inside, an inside Better thing, job. inside yeah. job. <laughs> One of the questions I got actually was pretty interesting, and it brought up something I I kind of want to discuss in the podcast. Um, maybe if if this is interesting enough to the people, uh, maybe this could be kind of a reoccurring uh, story time for me because uh, yeah, I have a lot of these stories to talk about. Basically, someone asked the question, uh, can you play some Ed Sheeran on the podcast? And this, <laughs> is this true? Yeah, this is a true story. So when I was a freshman in high school, there was this girl. She was in my global history class. And I had the bright idea to try and get to know her more. But I was so nervous to talk to her. Mm-hmm. She, was, so, she was freshman too? Yeah, we okay. were both freshmen. Didn't, and, didn't uh, know her really? No, barely knew okay, her. Cool. It was one of those. And, what about uh, this? Did you know her? Did you guys go to the same middle school? No, straight oh, so up. This like, is really you're, you're and this you're is p- like chipping from the rough. Chipping from the rough after like a few weeks at school. Like I'm already like on the prowl. Wow, I'm already, like, love it looking for around. Sight. So I already, you know, I, the problem is, is that I was so nervous to talk to her. Like yeah. I, I did not have it in yeah, me to just walk up and talk to her. It's like the classic, mm-hmm. the classic middle school. And like we talked about, I believe in episode two. Uh, I had a bowl haircut, mm-hmm. yeah. thick glasses. I wasn't going to mention it again, but, but it's, I'm mentioning it now. I was on the chub side, so I was already on the defensive. I definitely wasn't <laughs> a, like on the offense. You're the underdog, underdog, underdog for sure. But I watched enough Disney Channel original movies to think that you know maybe maybe this would work out for me. Yeah, right? yeah. So um, I did what everyone does in high school when they're trying to meet a girl that they've never talked to before. And that is cold call follower on Instagram, like straight up. Like she has no idea I exist. Yeah, sure. And I, I follow mean, on Instagram. I get, it's a bold approach. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. It's not, I like it. So yeah, so I'm, I'm on her Instagram account. Now this is the most bold choice I made. And mm-hmm. this was pro- possibly my biggest misstep. And that was, I saw the Snapchat in the bio. Uh-oh. I added that too. So I went for okay. like, I mean, I, I think I, I'm still in support of this. All right. So, okay. So, I mean, yeah. It's a you're saying bold. you having no words. Yeah. Like no yeah, words were spoken. It's a little early for that, maybe. You know, and there were a few weeks probably in between my following on both, but there's definitely a social media etiquette yeah. to getting also to that back Snapchat then, level. Not everyone had Snapchat. Not everyone had Instagram. So it was more noticeable. Yeah. Like no, it was noticeable knows, for sure. Yeah. You see, like, that's the thing I didn't, I didn't quite fathom because 
when you follow someone on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is really in the weeds of social media etiquette, guys. When you follow someone on Instagram, then they know you exist for sure. But I still went for the approach of just like not talking to her at all. So it looks so suspicious. And to yeah, go that's to a, a good point. Like once you, if you do the cold follow, you got to at least start saying hi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a something. wave. Casual yeah, something. wave. Something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So now this is when it starts to go downhill a little more. Mm-hmm. So, um... I try, you know, I, I cold Snapchat or just, you know, we start talking. Oh, all right. You know, I had more tools in my toolbox then <laughs> than I do now, which is incredible. Um, But yeah, it, she looked pretty much not down. But I was like trying so hard to win her heart. Yeah. One day she posted on her Instagram, uh, on her Snapchat story that she's a huge Ed Sheeran fan. Oh, no. So I what do I think? Well, I think yeah. this is my time to shine. Oh, yeah. I'm a musician. Uh, I'm <laughs> going for this. I'm so scared. Yeah. <laughs> Get your cringe masks on at home, folks. <laughs> it goes darker than here. So I had this whole plan. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use the same website I use for wedding backing tracks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to find an Ed Sheeran song. I'm going to learn how to play it on the sax. I'm going to record it. And I'm going to send it to her. And I thought that this, I don't know. Like, I thought this shit was going to work. Like, and isn't at this that point, pretty dark? Yeah. I mean, you know, you were 15. Sure. But at this point, we're still at no words, really. No, like no <laughs> words. Except like I tried like breaking the ice a little bit on Instagram, on Snapchat with a little yeah, yeah, picture on my forehead, a little high. <laughs> I went for that approach. You see, like, do you see how I'm not connecting? Like my actions aren't being fulfilled because what I'm doing is. I'm making a bold move and then I'm taking yeah, a step back. Yeah, now you're back. getting way too bold. Yeah, so yeah. it's not looking good. So wait, so, so what were you going to, you were going to like Snapchat message her this video? This, yeah, like an audio clip. I oh, wasn't even confident audio. enough to do video. And I was hoping that she'd put two and two together, that it's me playing. That's even better. It's just audio. That's yeah. what you send someone like, yeah, as a rough take of a rehearsal. Can you check it out? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. No, it was, and I was bold and it was bold. And I'm like, I'm going to put it on Logic and I'm just going to. Put the I can't believe you didn't do video, but well, you know. So then, okay. So then, this is when the world came crumbling down. This is this uh-huh. is when this is when it was bad. So it's my day. I recorded it, yeah. And you know what? I listened to it a few times. It probably wasn't my best work, but I was so anxious just to put it out there. Yeah, of course. That I'm like, I got to do this. Yeah, yeah. It was like nine thirty, maybe ten p.m. on like a school night. And I go to message her on Snapchat. And at this point, you weren't allowed to put audio on Snapchat. Oof. So I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? I'm like, I definitely have to do this. I recorded it now. Yeah. And so <laughs> I did so bad what I did. I Snapchat DM'd her asking for her cell phone number. Yeah. So I could send it to her cell phone. Uh-huh. Now... This is like probably my eighth word I've ever said to her ever. Because and also now you're going for like a tr- you know you're going for a triple Instagram, Snapchat, yeah, I have th- and number. <laughs> I, I have mean, all three. You got them all, bro. And I haven't really had a conversation with her. It sounds like at all. At all, but yeah. yeah, at all <laughs> yeah. in person, at all. Um, at this point too, I kind of notice that like when we're sitting in class she knows i exist but thinks it's kind of weird like you could kind of tell yeah so i was already like but you see i anyway. you needed a miracle and yeah this i needed was a miracle this could and be i it. thought this yeah. could have been it so i 
go through with it. I ask her for a number. She gives it to me. All right. But ah, it was so sus the way I did it. I, I DM'd her. Uh, I want to send you a text. I, I said, like, I want to send something to you um, mm-hmm. over Snapchat, but it's not letting me. Can I have your cell phone number? Which is just ah, like, what am I? What could I possibly be sending her? So it's kind of bizarre. Oh, that's a good point. It's a, I'm almost surprised she gave the number. It's but a little, she did. It's a little, I, th- a little I think she might have been scared. <laughs> yeah. You know, this little little chubby, <laughs> bull-haired kid. What's he going to do? Anyway, I get the number. And I said, like, hey, I saw that you posted on Snapchat that you're interested in Ed Sheeran. So I recorded this for you. I sent you the actually audio. said it for you? Yeah. Wow. I probably, you minutes. know what I probably would have done if I were like 15 year old me, I would have been like, 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 oh, it's what a coincidence. I actually had to record, you know, yeah. I like that you just went full out. No, no I recorded I went for, for you. Yeah. And, um, 30 minutes goes by. Nothing. I'm getting nothing. Uh-huh. Now it's my bedtime now. I'm starting to get into my jammies. 8.15. 7.30. And I'm looking and it's like. There's nothing there. Uh-huh. And then out of nowhere, she says, wow, this sounds good. My mom's telling me I got to go to sleep now. I'll see you later. And that was in high school. One of the last times I ever spoke to her again. Really? Yeah. In my four years. So you, so that's interesting though. So you kind of knew from that, like it's over. Yeah, of course. Cause I, I, know, you know, I feel like a 15 year old, you can like play anything in your mind. You can start tricking yourself. Well, I, that's the thing. That was my, that's what I needed. Cause it was like, Oh, I'm just being weird. Like this isn't normal behavior. Like this yeah. isn't probably the smart thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Now here's the worst part. And here's the little follow up to <laughs> the story. Worse. Well, I don't know. Uh-huh. My brother, my brother's three years younger than me. And, um, years later, it's like already. Yeah. I think I already graduated college, uh, high school. And my brother um, is posting on on his Snapchat story all the time that he's hanging out with someone who's becoming like a good friend of his. And it's literally this girl's sister. Oh. And then one day my brother cold calls me and says, you did what? Back freshman year in high school? Not only does this girl know, not only does her sister know, but the whole family's in on it. Once they found out my brother was my brother... They started laughing, knowing Ooh. that it was me. That hurts. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, look, it, I, it's cool now. You know, I, I've talked to all of them recently because I work with my brother. and um, You've talked to the girl? Yeah, I've talked to the girl. Like, not, not about this. Oh, no, no you, not you're not this. at the point this where you can joke about it. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like we're all chill. Um, but it is bizarre to know I'm surprised that, the whole family laughed about I mean, come on. Well, I, okay. 15, you're like, give him a little, give him a break. They didn't laugh. Okay. You know? I made him sound kind of bad. They didn't laugh like, fuck this guy. They <laughs> yeah. laughed like, all right, that's like kind of cringe. The mom said something along the lines of like, that's the sweetest thing anyone's ever done for my daughter, <gasps> which is making me cringe in my blood right now. That's sad, isn't it? But yeah, I don't know. But all of this was brought up by someone who asked a question from high school that I haven't talked to in a little while. Um, asked you think this they question. were? You think they were like like clowning me about yeah. it? No, he was no. a good friend of okay. mine back in high school. Um, I think he was just reminiscing what was the on question? memories. The, the question was: um, uh, Do you plan on playing any Ed Sheeran for us on this podcast? <laughs> he had to be. That's just a coincidence. It it was my one of my best friends in back in high school. 
So he was he was he was referencing. Yeah, he was referencing it, it okay, as yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, no, it cool, wasn't a coincidence. Cool, cool. No, gotcha. no, that's what I. But meant. he he was joking around with me about it. Yeah. But I thought that 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 might be kind of like a fun way. And yeah, I have so many stories like this all through middle school. I was doing like big really? shit to really? try and win girls' hearts. I never knew this. Yeah, you see, the thing is, when I when I cut my hair sophomore year before sophomore year, mm-hmm. um, this is another great story, um, but I'll keep it brief. I cut my hair and got contacts the summer before sophomore year of high school. Mm. And it was such a radical change that anyone I wasn't close friends with didn't recognize me come second year of high school. Really? Yeah. Some of my own friends, the day I got my hair cut, uh, they, we all went to see a movie. But I was out in Cold Spring Harbor getting my sax fixed. Cold out Spring. In, yeah. I Cold know Spring Cold Spring. Harbor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I had to be late to the movie. I missed the coming attractions and the movie started before I got there. Mm-hmm. I walk in. I see all my friends are sitting in a row. I'm waving to them. They look at me. They look away. I'm like, what are you guys doing? What the hell? I start getting closer to them. I mean, it's a dark movie theater. The movie is almost full already. So I'm like trying to find a place to sit near them to get their attention. So they let me through. They're being all weird about it. Um. So I sit down in a random seat and I keep looking back at them, like hoping that they'll, that they'll see me. Uh-huh. And the people sitting next to my friends notice how awkward I was. So they're like, here, just come. It's fine. And I sit next to them. And my own friends sitting shoulder to shoulder to me did not recognize me until I like poked them. I was like, hey. And they're like, oh, my God, you look completely different. They didn't recognize me at all. Wow. So I came to high school. And it was kind of interesting. This is what some people do in college, I've heard, um, when they go to college. But I kind of just like changed yeah. fundamentally who yeah, I sure. was. Like I just, you know, and I don't think it was a conscious effort, mm-hmm. but I noticed that like nobody really recognized me anymore. So yeah, I just yeah. kind of just didn't talk to the people that's, I wasn't that close that's with. That's smart. And, well, it was. That's a really interesting. Like that's so, a that's a big move. Like that's like that's a move that takes a lot of a lot of like brain, but courage too. And as a sixteen year old. It was, yeah, I don't know, man. It, I wonder all the time, like what would happen if I didn't change my haircut? And that's thanks to my mom, by the way. I didn't want to change my haircut or get contacts. My mom was like, you should just try a different haircut. You've had this haircut forever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but I love my hair. I love it. And it's like, how did I love that? What was that? You ever think about going back? No. People, my friends back at home joke around about me, like joke around about it all the time. Yeah. Because when my hair gets long, sometimes I send a picture. Like right now, I could kind of emulate yeah <laughs> what i used to have all american rejects <laughs> oh a little green day action yeah i never had that i just had a gigantic jufro or a smaller jufro mm. yeah that's about it how gigantic know. are we talking i don't i don't think i've ever known you never you seen with... well actually i guess he did we weren't really that close but like so like freshman year here i didn't i was like so dark on everything i was like i'm not even gonna get a haircut here i'll just wait till like so I'll just wait till I get back to New York to my Russian guys. So in like November, it was huge. But there's pictures of me when I was like, yeah, no, literally my entire life. Or it's just stupid. Huh? Yeah. You yeah. should show me a picture. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen your hair that big. Yeah. I'll, yeah. There's, there's some good ones. Yeah. The only, the, the longest I've seen your hair is in that, uh, that magician video. Yeah. It was, a, it was a little long there. Yeah, yeah. But that's the longest I've seen it pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So. All right, so episode four, uh, we heard from the people. We read the reviews. We mm-hmm. talked to listeners. 
They love the bits. Yeah, bits are big. You see, the last episode, I thought maybe it was too many bits. No, we had no, people no. telling us it wasn't Less enough. blab, more bits. Less blab, yeah. more bits. So, we have a good one for you guys today. A little discussion we call boss or bitch. We each have three different scenarios that we are bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. And as a pair, we have to discuss whether it is boss or bitch. And I think you guys will understand as we yeah. do this. But I'm going to have I'll, Zach start Yeah, with I'll one. start it off. This one is one I've been thinking about for years. I'll give you the um, the way I – the reason I, I've been thinking about it for a while. So when I was – I think I was a sophomore in high school. And it was a Friday. And there was like a – man, it's probably a junior actually because there was like a big party that night. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Um, So I went to my friend James's house and I was like, yeah, I was like, I was just because I was like, I was like, I'm going to stay in Brooklyn instead of going back home. So I just after school, I went to his house and we were just we had like nothing to do. We were kind of just like waiting until the night when like other friends are going to come over pregame, then go to the party. Right. So anyway, it's like six o'clock now and we're just kind of like hanging, doing nothing. And he's like. He's like, oh man, I have to go coat hang at this party, uh, you know, right across the street. This like, you know, like, you know, old, like old people party, yeah, like 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, and he wasn't even, you know, in Brooklyn Heights, you'll have an assistant coat hanger. Whoa. That's the type of neighborhood Brooklyn Heights is. So his brother was the lead coat hanger. He was number two. How do you, what do you need two coat hangers Dude. for? You know, Brooklyn Heights, another world, man. So, whoa. So he was like, Yeah, the tops, I'll be there is like an hour. And, you know, that's the type of thing you can make like, you know, 200 bucks in tips for yeah, like uh, hanging up, you know, two pea coats. So, um, you know, the funniest part about it is I'm now remembering it was like spring. So I'm sure a lot of people weren't even wearing coats. But, oh, um, it's yeah. kind of like right on. I think it was like, Sure, March. he wasn't trying to dodge the party. No, because he came back. Um, this was like six o'clock. So anyway, he le- we're in we're in the basement, and he leaves, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna be like, you know, maybe an hour or so." I was like, "All right, whatever." So I try to turn on the TV, can't figure it out. Just can't figure it out. Does that ever happen to you? With these these like new remotes. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just an idiot. So I, I I worked at it for a good like five minutes, gave up, and was like, "All right, I'm just gonna fall asleep." So I just fell asleep oh my God. and then he comes back and the great, the craziest thing was he called it all. He was like, did you try to turn on the TV? Couldn't figure it out and just took an out. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I did. So anyway, that all is to say this scenario is, and th- that's not even a great example of it. Cause he left. The real example is showing up somewhere. It doesn't matter where it is. Someone's house, a party, a restaurant, doesn't matter, but showing up and just falling asleep. In any way, too, you could. I'm not. You could go kind of hidden, kind of like off mm. to the side, or you can go. You know, like that that cat in every high school class. You know, within two minutes, head is on the desk, in the elbow. They're not looking up. Adrian, for, wake up, yeah, Adrian, for an hour. Um, I'm saying it's boss. I think that's a boss move because, first of all, it's saying. First of all. Okay, is it disrespectful? Yes, but you're not disrupting. You're not, you know, like you're not being, you're not like that. Whoever you're with, they can just choose to ignore you. So there's that. And two, it's also just like 
There's also the idea of like if you're just falling asleep, you're given everything you got. You're given a hundred and ten percent, and you just need you know fifteen minutes of shut eye. There you go. So I'm saying boss. Um, okay, so I agree that it is pretty boss. It's mm-hmm. powerful. I don't know if my friends would agree though because of one specific instance, but I don't know. It's a little different. Um, the movie Spider-Man um, Into the Spider-Verse, the animated one came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And uh, this has never happened to me. It never happened to me after this, never happened to me before. This is like a one-time thing. Paid the dumb $13 to see it in IMAX. Eek. What happens to me? Eat, I eat half of a bag of Twizzlers. <laughs> oh, I'm I love Twizzlers. My so, movie one of my candy. favorite movie snacks. Eat half of a bag of Twizzlers. I'm out like a light. Good night, bro. <laughs> See ya. I'm woken up at the final scene of the movie. over. I'm like, what happened? I'm like sweating. <laughs> I'm like confused. Yeah, you got the cold sweats. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, like, yeah. what happened? They're like, dude, you fell asleep. We thought it was hilarious. We didn't wake you up. <laughs> my friends would consider this situation bitch, I think. But no, I, think I don't boss. like because again, powerful. you're like saying, no, fuck this movie. I'd rather just fall asleep. Dude, if I'm falling asleep during an IMAX movie yeah. for $13, that's boss as hell. Probably bullshit movie. Yeah. Boss. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one exception, though, it's kind of sad if you're over 65. <laughs> you know what I mean? When but they're the, kind of just vibing, though. It's still pretty well, boss. Well, it can be, but yeah, it can also be because then the they day start they're seeing their grandchildren loud. for the first time in like yeah, six months. They're like passed out. Drooling. Eh, that's a little. That might little be a little dark. Nose. What do you got, Kyle? All right, here's one. And this is one. Well, I don't want to spoil it. I'll mm-hmm. just say it. Paying the upcharge to donate to the Kids Foundation <laughs> at a fast food restaurant. My opinion. And I do this every time I go to Taco Bell because it's so easy. I love Taco Bell. Taco Bell is one of the best. Taco Bell, it's easy because they literally say, oh, would you like to round up to the nearest dollar for whatever children's whatever? And I'm like, of course, because I don't like I don't carry change on me anyway. And I pay in cash when I go (laughs) to Taco Bell after work. So, um, yeah, I say that. However, I do think that it's fast food companies and grocery stores profiting off the bitch in our lives. Well... How are they profiting off it? Well, I guess it's not them profiting, but it it's them. It's it makes them, them look good. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. it, ma- it makes the the place of business look good, but well, they're getting the money from people who yeah are usually you know what I mean. It's a tough one because you can't really have a good conscience and call this a bitch move. <laughs> so, but it's also not boss. This is kind of in that in that middle ground. How do you say? I don't know if I agree though. No. All right. So, well, actually, uh, yeah, you could make the argument because it's first of all, it, it's like what thirty six cents. Yeah, and it's also the way it's presented. It kind of yeah. is designed to make you look like a bitch. Either way, if you say yes, it's be, it's it's literally you're paying Get suckered into it. You just paid two hundred dollars for your groceries. They're like, oh, would you like to donate 50 cents? Which it's <sighs> like, what can you get for 50 cents these days anyway? It's like, would you like to donate 50 cents? If you even hesitate, you're a bitch. Yeah. Okay. But if you say true. yes, you're also like fifty cents. A bit, kind yeah. of like a bitch. Wow. He swayed me. There we it's go, a good baby. Point, man. It is Very so hard point. to sway the big Z D. <laughs> you got me, man. All right. That's why we do this, boss or bitch. This one I like this one. Because everyone knows it, but it's it's very rare to actually see it. Beach, pool, doesn't even matter. You could be in, you know, doing a hike sunscreen you know all the way but 
nose, you don't rub it in. So your nose is just white as snow. The whole thing, too. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, you have like a bird look, like a real beak. You know, most recently we saw the Zuckerberg did it. Oh, uh, and yeah. he was so... Honestly, he didn't yeah. rub much in at all on his face. You're right. Man. It was odd how, yeah, that's a But good somehow point. his nose was whiter. We figured it out. It guys. was, yeah. I'm saying this is I'm saying this is bitch. Yeah, now the only way it could be considered boss uh-huh. is if someone's doing it Okay, this might sound douchey. Someone doing it ironically. Because I will say that it has become a cliche for lifeguards through media and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah. If a lifeguard does it, it's kind of like funny in like a boss way. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know people do this shit. I look at people with un, you know, unrubbed in lotion all day long. Um, so I'm gonna yeah. do it myself. I always think though. of Caddyshack. You ever seen Caddyshack? No, I've actually I never love seen that Caddyshack. Movie. The guy, the lifeguard, they like toss him into the pool, and he's got the white nose. It's a classic statement yeah. of, of you know film and entertainment. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, I'm I kind of a no sunscreen guy, so I'm oh. definitely saying bitch. Yeah. Now, it is a little bitch to think you're stronger than the sun. Well, you know, up until a couple years ago, everyone was stronger than the sun. So Yeah, you might be right. Think about it. But now that ozone is crumbling. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, my next one. Man, you guys are really looking into my love life this episode so soon into the <laughs> podcast. Um, unfollowing your ex on social media. Now, my one for this, I didn't do this, though mm-hmm. I did observe... That your ex did my this? ex did this to <laughs> yeah, me, okay. um, and it prompted me as in a spiteful move to also unfollow. Well, that's her. that makes sense because no one wants to be the bitch. I don't want to be the bitch. Yeah, with a person for two years, well, you don't want to be yeah, the bitch. If they unfollow you, that's fine. I mean, but I think if you're the first to do it, it's kind of a bitch move. It's kind of a bitch yeah, move, right? Like, like I, go the other way. Keep following. Keep liking. Like, just stay yeah, on. Be coo- it, I don't know, you know, but be cool, man. And yeah, just be cool. So, but I mean, though, then there is. There's a lot of situations here. Like, what if mm. it was really bad? Well, I guess if it was really, yeah, I guess. But even then, I think you're still being you're being the cat if you don't do that. And also, like, all right, I know this may be taboo also. You know to what? Say, like, don't delete the pictures. No. Don't Keep delete all everything. your pictures. Keep everything. It's your yeah. life. Yeah. But not to be taboo. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Taboo. It's <laughs> a classic it's word. Like we had drunk moms at a book club meeting here. <laughs> I basically am. Ah, oh, shit. What was I going to say now? I'm still on taboo, man. So you'd be lying, too, if, you'd, if you're saying that um, you're uninterested in that person's life after oh, you yeah, of break course. up. Yeah. All right. And this next one, I'm sorry, Zach. I'll give you yours in a minute. But... Mm. I feel like I got to go right into this one. How about liking an old picture on Instagram and keeping the like? Uh, I think it's boss. Probably, I do, right? honestly. You know, just putting it out there. You know, no fear. Nothing to be afraid of. Why not do it? We've all done a little stalking in our day. We all, you know, follow someone new on Instagram. Oh, what's going on in their yeah. life? Oh, what happened in yeah, their life you in know 2012? What? If you follow someone new on Instagram, scroll as far as you can and then hit not the first, but the second. The picture. second or first. There you go. There you go, man. Yeah. That's what, that's what you got to do. And if someone has an issue with it, they're the one who <laughs> accepted your follow. It's on them. So. What about this one? Talking in the in in the men's room mm. to someone you know or not i th- okay i think for sure 
that talking to someone you don't know is one of the most boss things yeah, ever. I, I don't. I can't even really think of something better. There's this account. We're not sponsored by this account. So good to bring up. I don't know if Zach's seen it before. On Instagram, there's this account called Stall underscore underscore bro. And all of his no, pranks, it's this prank guy. And he's like really funny Yeah, because he gets some very amazing reactions out of people. He's sitting in the stall. Someone walks into the next stall and he starts chatting with them from under the stall. And he does some pretty yeah. funny stuff. And one of my favorites is he passes uh, one of the controllers from a Nintendo Switch to them and puts the <laughs> Switch under the stall and says, want to play Mario Kart? <laughs> One of the guys actually did it. He really? does that one all the time, but wow. most of the time they think it's nasty, of course. I mean, yeah, definitely if it's somebody you don't know, it's completely boss. But also, aren't you always jealous of like the two guys that like came in together and are just having a full on, like full volume conversation? Mm. That's awesome. And then everyone else is like trying to like not make eye contact, get out of there as quickly as possible. There's two guys just hanging out, talking about, you know, memories. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Imagine I'm talking in one of the big one, like I'm like a, like you know Yankee Stadium bathroom. Oh wow, big, yeah. big, yeah. yeah. And there's always there's always just and it's normally less than, it's normally just two 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 guys just shooting the shit. We should do an episode from the men's room. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Just the two of us, just all the reverb in the background. Yeah, it'd be a great episode. But yeah, there's nothing worse than when you're you're. I mean, for me, uh. I get like camera shy. I get like when someone walks into the bathroom. Oh, it's tough. Dude, it's, it's tough. tough. Yeah. It's too silent in there. I realized like it took me so many years to realize this, but if the stall is open, just take the stall. I know it's like a hero move to use the urinal, but if it's open, just take the stall. Take that time for yourself. Yeah. Just How take often it. do we have time truly alone? Yeah, wow. Man, take the you stall. put that somewhere else. Take the stall. Yeah, take the stall. All right. So that was that was boss or bitch. Yeah. We each yeah. did three. Um You know what I watched um the other night was have you heard about this Chris Watts guy? Oh yeah. Yeah, did you watch it? I watched the documentary. Did you really? Yeah, I did. So that's funny. When did you watch it? Literally three days ago. What, Monday night? Monday night. Wow, I think I watched it Tuesday night. That's, that's I, so that's weird. Wild. We didn't even talk about this. Um so first of all, I started it and I got like, I got through like 45 minutes and I'm like, wow, this is kind of running long. And then I realized it's a full on documentary. Yeah, I thought it was, it was a, a show. I thought oh, it was like really? one of those dot, like Netflix shows. That it was a comedy. No, <laughs> I just thought, first of all, it, cause Netflix has like 17 crime shows, the staircase, the Aaron Hernandez one making a murderer. Um, there's another one I'm forgetting. And this was billed. So I was like, all right, now I just gotta, you know, I gotta finish it. So this is like a bit. This is like a new genre. The the Netflix crime shows. Mm. And have you noticed all or shows or movies about like true true crimes? Have you noticed all of them are so American that they're not even Southern? Like this it's one so American, was so American. That this they're, one. they're not Southern. There's no Southern accent. It's like just like America. Like it's almost so American that they're Canadian. Oh yeah, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like uh, it's uh, so like like uh, you're watching and you're just like wow. I, I didn't even really know it got to this point. So I was actually aware of the story, this case. Yeah, me previously. too. I saw like the video of like when he's like watching the the footage. Yeah, at his yeah, neighbor's place. Exactly. 
there was um there's this oh, man i'm plugging so many youtube accounts this episode yeah. there's this account called jim can't swim and he does this um these crime like psychological like analysis during specifically like the interrogations and it's really interesting because it shows like the way they set up the room the where they put the chair is a big part of the interrogation they want to make the the person either comfortable or uncomfortable Mm. depending on if they want to get more or less out of them or whatever. And they didn't really go into as much detail, obviously as this documentary did because Jim can't swim. Didn't have access to the same documentation and footage. Yeah, Weren't you surprised that like they signed off on us being able to see all those like really sad texts, but that's why they kept it in though. Because to, to, so we would talk about it, and honestly, I was I reading guess, a news story but... today about it, and I didn't even realize I watched it because I was actually no, I watched it on Sunday as I was waiting for midnight to strike for to post the link for this oh, podcast. Really? Yeah, yeah, and I needed something to get my mind off of things. I had like about an hour and a half before I did, yeah. you know, to decompress before I dropped that link. <laughs> Big moment, guys, and uh, yeah, I watched this documentary, and then afterwards, I didn't realize like what a phenomenon this specific documentary was. I just watched it because I knew the case already. And there was so much footage that I had no idea yeah, that we would have access to. Footage. Like, okay. She, just, she was like a Facebook mom. Yeah, so I had no idea that she was like a personality. And yeah. not to mention the huge amount of footage. Who signed off on this? They were allowed to just get like all this time lapse of the house. Because yeah, they don't right. live in the house anymore, so oh, you're right. I, they asked the current owners, I guess, just for the time. I mean, it was sick. It was like really good cinematography. It's just amazing how, like, also. So if you look at like this one was Colorado, Colorado. The Aaron Hernandez was like, he's from Connecticut. That was set in like Boston area, making a murderers, I think Wisconsin, and then the staircase was like Carolina. But like. Mm. It doesn't matter where they. I swear, to, I swear to God, they could do it in East LA or the Upper East Side in Manhattan. It's just the American dread and just depressing aura. They do it so well. They're like masters at it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just like just this. Like first of all, what it, what struck me most was like where these like I didn't even really know those like kind of like like these places like exist where it's like they do the aerial shot and it's just like nothing 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 and then just like these like the most man-made houses you've ever seen and then just nothing and it's like whoa but the only thing that was a bummer is like they should i'm they should have like gone more into chris watts because he's actually what's interesting like this guy that seemingly was a pretty normal guy and then kills his wife and children but instead the whole thing was just based on like this mom who was like I mean, you know, just like a Facebook mom, you know? I, it, it, it made it more sad that way. It made it a human. lot more sad, but like... And I think that's the reason why the documentary was made. Um, like, actually, family, now that I think about it, we knew, like, nothing about the kids, very little about Chris Watts. It was really just all whatever the woman's name is. But don't you think that, yes, that would be interesting, but you really think that Chris Watts' parents and family would let these documentary people that's a good point i mean i guess not i think his family thinks that his name has been you know been dunked in the mud quite a few times you think they're still like looking out for his name yeah in the last in the last clip in the movie it's it's pretty recent yeah the actual murders and in the last clip of the movie what struck me the most is that his parents chose for possibly their last public conversation with him ever 
they chose to say literally at the courthouse, like, Chris, like, we forgive you for what you did. Jeez. Which I thought was, like, pretty dark. I'm pretty sure that that's what they said. Wow. It stuck Wait, with is me. Wait, is he still alive? Yeah, serving three life sentences in prison. Wow. I'm just still pissed it wasn't a, a series, but... Yeah, I mean, there was a lot to it. Um, But, yeah, it was it was an entertaining and really sad yeah. watch. I yeah. mean, it's human nature to be interested by that stuff, for sure. It's one of those things you watch when you're procrastinating on homework, and you're like, you know, I could be a worse human they being. They get you. It's hard not to... Like, you see one of these new crimes, it's like, well, got to do it. You yeah. Know, you just have to watch it. You can't look away. So what do you think, ZDs? Oh, something else I can't look away from. ZDs top five. All right, so top five worst genres of music. Now, these are, yeah, all five of these are, they're specific. Like, none, none of these are, like, like you know, country is not on the list, even though maybe it could have been, but it's just, you know, it, these, are, these are specific. So this might be tough to get, but I think you can get, I think you could get two of these, maybe even three. Okay. The problem is there's so many, right? There's so many to because I did from. a lot of edits too, but uh, yeah, throw some out. Also, I think it is important to note that several people have recommended after episode three want or ep- episode two yeah. when we alluded to us doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, several people followed up with us and specifically asked about yeah. this top five. So I'm saying, man, ZD's top five is making rounds around the nation. People yeah, want to hear it. Is. People want to hear your opinions. And one of these is going to piss off. Uh, some people are we gonna lose are we gonna lose some of we our demographics some, we might lose some some um you know you, you'll know when you when when you hear it all right um man where do you start right how about um how about like uh what's your opinion of pop punk wow nice number is that th- one? number three yes. is pop punk Wow, that was all right. You came to play today. All I right. came to play. That's, yeah, nice. Watch, that's the only one I get now. <laughs> I, 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 wow, that, that that I just had to had to stop for a second. That you actually hit it right there. Talk to me. Give me an yeah, artist. So Give me a number three is pop punk. Um, even though this one actually, I thought about not putting on the list because it is like when I listen to it, it's it's it is like really funny. So when I hear it, I'm not necessarily just like turn it off turn it off i'm like oh that's kind of funny brings me back to like 2004 you know but um yeah but it it still had to make the list you know just listen to the all-american rejects yeah you're talking about that earlier in the episode all right where do you go from here so you got yeah so you you put it right in the middle you have one and two and four and five you see the thing about the thing about zach which is so one of my favorite things about him, honestly, is his taste in music is not really what what you'd expect, at least from me. 
Yeah, a lot of people think I'm a, a real jazz Nazi, and yeah, I'm, not really true. So yeah, he is a you know incredible jazz musician, and one of his favorite uh, musicians that he actually you know interested me in over this quarantine was Radiohead. I oh, never yeah. really listened to My much Radiohead band. before. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's Zach's favorite band, so that's something you know interesting to note. But that's why it's so hard for me to really sit here. Yeah, it's. I'll throw out some like loose hints. So four and five are like they're like countries mu- music, like you know what I mean, like nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then I'll say that yeah, one and two are American as hell. Okay, so four and five specific nations music, but not that was kind of it, it's not like you know like Latvian music. It, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. that you know music that's popular i guess in certain yeah exactly what's your opinion of like music from like england like brit invasion oh interesting like british invasion rock yeah i mean it's not my favorite but i don't think it's like awful or anything yeah there's some good stuff too so you know no well it'd be too obvious if it's anything in the rap idiom right i don't want to give away too much well one of them is in the rap idiom, but okay. it's one that like you don't think about because it's it's I mean it's it's so like number one is that's the I'm proud of this list just because of number one really oh, I'm so excited yeah man all right so I really yeah I thought I definitely thought about putting like pop rap which yeah, is what yeah, I call yeah. like or like music you rap. just hear in like on the halls of any dorm room in like any like mediocre university in America. Um, I don't even know what, like you, you hear it and you know it, but you don't know what it is, yeah. but yeah, it's just like, it's a little too obvious, you know, it sucks, but yeah, duh, you know? Hmm. Okay. I'm kind of like classifying different like genres in my head. Are you going to shock the world with something about Jewish music? Wow. Good call. Um, almost it actually like it, it was, it, it made the, um, What's before the, I made the rough draft. Klezmer was almost on there. And then I was like, wait a second though. Like, well, here's the problem. Like Jewish, like songs and like Jewish melodies are really deep. Klezmer kind of sucks, obviously. Cause really mainly just cause of instrumentation. Mm. I mean, what can you do with just like loud clarinet fiddle? But it is kind of, uh... But the problem is, some of it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, you can, I, it's I, like I, I feel like just because of Hava Nagila, it, it shouldn't. I mean, be that's on the you list. know, that's a so that's a and some of it's some of it actually is kind of deep. That's still considered klezmer, like older Eastern European stuff. So almost almost had that five spot, but but no klezmer. Are you gonna Are you gonna segment some of our uh, some of our listeners by talking about Christian rock? Whoa. Number two. Oh, you're doing. Wow, you're doing better than I you thought. You got to damage control a little bit here, Zach. You can't lose. I said. I said that people are going to be. We got a lot of Virginians gonna, listening to this I know, podcast. Yeah, I know. Pretty much, we can wish them goodbye. Yeah, Christian Rock is number two, and here's the thing, though. This is nothing. Like, talk to most Catholics about Christian Rock, and they'll hate it even more than a than a bitter Jew like myself, you know? <laughs> but I really, really hope that it's like nobody's like 
absolute favorite genre. If it is, like, I would really, really love to hear who, like, the top offerings are. Yeah, like, I'm I'm talking about anything that's, like, yeah, like, Christian pop, any of that stuff. I mean, I just, yeah, that stuff's just, it just is depressing, man. Like, first of all, like, it's kind of the same deal, like, when you see like a like a ukulele in the synagogue, it's like, what are you doing? Like this music's really deep on its own. Don't start putting a backbeat on stuff, you know. So yeah, that's you got two and three. Yeah, four and five are gonna be tough to get. One might like pop into your head. I still hope we don't. We didn't upset too many people with that last one. But you know, if 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 I did, you know. Hey, I mean that's what this podcast that's what about. it's about. You know, really got me thinking. All right, I'll here. give you a hint. So number four had a really big resurgence in I think like the I think the nineties, and there's like horns on it. It's a kind of like a cross. Oh, is it fucking ska? Ska. Oh four. shit! I actually. Oh man, you I like ska a little bit. No, I, I do know. like it's... I do like ska. Maybe I haven't heard the right stuff. I, Look, the I, I thing will admit Ska, it. I haven't heard much of it. The thing with ska is, yeah. is you have to just accept that the vocals are the worst part of it. I just don't get it. It's like, first of all, so it's like reggae, but ska, it's always like white guys, right? Yeah, it's, o- it's always, white, always white, guys, white guys, but it's like reggae and then just trombones. I guess I'm more just confused by ska. Like, how, Check like, out like Streetlight Manifesto. That's like my favorite. Streetlight Manifesto. Okay. It's the thing is they have some yeah, pretty and then cool the orchestrations are... and then the vocals sound like some guy named Kyle who punches holes in his wall. So you have to get <laughs> around that cool... part. All I've heard is so just like don't 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 and then it's just like wailing trombones. So it, it really depends on what you're listening to. My favorite type of ska is kind of like it, and I also they always wear like, like fedoras. Yeah, which it's is just like, funny. it's just confusing. There's too much going on for me. Okay, there is bad ska out there. Yeah. Because ska because it has such defining features as a genre, a lot of people do ska covers and that was big in the early 2000s. A band mm-hmm. called Skanatra doing Sinatra yeah, yeah, covers in yeah. ska. That's what I mean, I've heard Skanatra. Yeah, you yeah. see like that for me it's not it's as horrid. enticing because it's like you can't not everything could be like that. Not everything could be no. ska. But there is, there are some songs that are covered in ska that sound pretty incredible. Really? There's a version of uh, "Baby I Love Your Way" by um, Peter oh, Frampton. Yeah. "Baby I Love Your Way." There's this cover. Ah, oh, I'm forgetting. It has "Mountain" in the name, the name of the artist, and yeah. it's kind of a reggae ska vibe. And I heard it before I heard the Peter Frampton version, and I was a little disappointed when I heard the Peter Frampton version in comparison. Yeah. But it might come out of nostalgia, these opinions, because I was huge into it at the same time I was trying to ask out that girl over an Ed Sheeran song. <laughs> Around that time, I was loving ska music, listening to that shit in the hallway on my headphones. So, Well, maybe it shouldn't be on there, but ska is number four. Man. All so right. you got, yeah, you got bookends now, five and one. All right. Give me a hint for five. I can't I can't. Okay, five, five. I got hip to because of our friend Ron. It's technically his country's music but not like so i guess well his country's music would be america so then go in the middle not india the one in the middle it's so it's it's huge in uh, guyana 
you might not even know what this is, but he got me and I started listening to it and I was like, whoa, this is, you like recognize it when you hear it, but it's, dude, it's bad. Give it to me. Give it to me. Soka. Oh, Soka. Yeah. I We learned about that in musicology, I yeah. think. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know any Soka dude, music off the something. top of my head. I mean, I, I will say it's kind of interesting, but uh, it's just really not. not wow. Not Enough to make number five. Man, I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, Soka's number five. So now we come to number one, and this is the big one. Is this uh, going to upset as many people as number two? No, that is the one thing about this number one. It's not controversial like at all, mm. but at least I don't think it is. Um, number one is rap rock. Oh, rap rock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you you don't agree? No, it's no. I, I mean, mean, I don't think it, I don't know. Does it get worse than rap rock? I, don't, I haven't really heard anything that I think is worse. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, you know, this type of list that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, like it, you should check out um, Woodstock. Like you know how they did Woodstock, and like, I think it was like '99 or something. Oh yeah, like a Limp re- yeah. Biscuits concert is frightening yeah partly because of the music but also like you they pan to the crowd and it's like it's like worse than a riot what's going on in there so yeah rap rock uh is number one man all right well this is another episode that the the top half has nothing to do (laughs) with the bottom half today we are watching the oldest movie by far on Mm -hmm. our list yeah um it's a movie called uh, Murder My Sweet, um, which was recommended to us by our fan Richard. Yeah. And uh, it is from 1944. It is a film noir movie. And I know pretty much nothing about it going into it. Uh, I don't really even know any of these actors. Uh, so with that, I mean, because we neither of us really know that much about the movie, I think it. we just got to just watch the trailer. Yeah, let's, check it out. let's go right to the trailer. Want to make a statement? The boys told me I did a couple of murders. Anything in it? I think you better let me have it. Bring in your book. All right, this is very generic, stereotypical. Yeah, super old, super, uh, yeah, super, super black and white. Reminds me of the music from Popeyes growing up. A little bit. Popeyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. I think it's oh. just Popeye. Oh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> You're thinking the chicken the place. Chicken sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Popeye the Sailor, man. But yeah, I think I'm already going to love this score. I think it's going to be good, yeah. I like that. Like, I wish movies now did this thing where, like, you're watching the trailer, but it's just, like, an ad. Like, this looks like a billboard almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, my favorite thing is, like, this frame right now we just paused on, it has this text, in an amazing new type of role. Yeah, it doesn't look like a cleaning product. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It has this full screen text, like, the entire, but you know why that is probably, it's probably because... Their TVs were so tiny that if this text was any smaller, they would not be able to read it. Yeah. So in an amazing new type of role, and it's just a detective film noir movie. So that's pretty funny that this was like (laughs) all the rage, the brand new thing. (laughs) 
hadn't been in my office that night when my brain cells playing hide-and-seek with those dizzy flashes down the street, I'd have never got messed up with a stolen jade necklace. I've never hired a detective before. What are the rates? As much as the traffic will bear. When can you start? I've already started. Well, this... In every one of these detective movies, it's like... I feel like he's flirting with the victim every time. Well, that is the the cool thing about um, these type of movies is the guy flirts with every single female in the movie, no matter what, and smoking in every single scene. Yeah, every scene it's that just we've like seen a, it's so just far a given. has had women and smoking. Cigarettes, yeah. Um, also, an interesting thing to note that the women are always just as interested yeah, it's Every just time. everyone's into each other. It's very there's no there's no chase in these movies. It's kind of like a like a soap opera in a way. A little bit, yeah. It's like everyone's just yeah boning everyone. Looked like something to rub your palms about, but my client's lovely stepdaughter had other ideas. What did she ask you to do? She wanted me to kiss her and find a jade necklace. Whatever she was willing to pay you, I'll up it. Just stay away from her. Forget the whole thing. It sounded screwy. But it's a funny thing. I always follow through on a sale, even if it pays dividends in a broken skull. I didn't. The word choice he's using is reading <laughs> like a lot. novella, just yeah. straight up. Yeah, screwy. Very screwy. Yeah. I, I want to use that. <laughs> Should we bring that word back? Mm, kind of so-so on that. <laughs> See what hit me? I didn't have to. The first thing I knew, I found myself heaped on a bed like a bag of bones ready for the scrap heap. My throat was dry. My hands felt like a bunch of bananas. I couldn't stand on my pen. Okay, I said to myself, you're a tough guy. Let's see you get out of this straitjacket. So I'd say the first... Wait, do you get what's... Kind of, He got like shot. Oh, yeah, he got shot. Yeah, yeah. So... The first half of this movie gave no information at all. It was just like starring in yeah, a new lead role and uh, talked about uh, every single actor in the whole cast, just their name. And in the second half of the trailer is literally giving a full synopsis on everything that happens in the movie. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to get with this girl. Uh, her stepdaughter's not down. Oh, um, that was the stepdaughter. Okay. And then some, for some reason he gets shot and this is a detective. We don't, the only thing we know that he's being a detective for is some sort of, what, what was it? Jade necklace, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't really, I'm not exactly following, but now he's in a recovery period after he got shot, which is definitely like after the climax of the movie sort of thing to happen. Right. I think so. Yeah. That's like yeah. a third quarter of the movie. Sort yeah, of thing. definitely. Um, so yeah, so it seems like we're just watching the whole movie, right? We might be able to review it after this trailer. <laughs> what do you think? Help! Help! <laughs> so he just murdered a guy. The detective well, yeah, murdered a guy. Kind of lost. Um, but, uh, very relevant point. It says thrilling surprises as the next line. Which that was a yeah, surprise for a trailer to yeah. find out that the detective's doing stuff already. A 
Okay, so at the end it said it was based on a novel, um, and it basically gave an inspirational speech for why we should watch the movie <laughs> reach exciting new heights. They did it. This is a hard sell. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess there were just not many movies coming out, but if it were my decision, I would see this and I'd be like, eh, Ma, let's let's stay home tonight and we'll watch whatever's on TV. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that all comes together, though. Oh, it's incredible. Um, my okay, so interesting things to note. So yeah, it's based off a novel, mm-hmm. and the company that made it. And I wonder how this had to have been common. It wasn't like a Warner Brothers or something like that. It was a radio station. Yeah, yeah. which is so cool. Yeah. Because the same people who would watch this movie would be listening to those crime detective radio shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is when video killed the radio star sort of vibe, <laughs> like the the uh, radio station out here making movies. It's so cool. All right. So I guess we'll watch this movie yeah, now. Let's watch it. Uh, enjoy some music uh, during the break. That was Undone by the great Maddie Seidels. Yeah, another one of our good friends. Uh, if any artists out there want to submit their music to us, uh, just shoot an email to admin at mygutpodcast.com, uh, as Maddie did, and a bunch of other musicians you guys will be hearing in the coming episodes. That reminds me, too. Any uh, advice you may need. If you have any questions just about anything, that email works, too. That's actually not a bad idea. We you, didn't really. You got some questions, you know. Yeah, shoot some questions. Oh, that'd be sick if we could do an advice column. That yeah. And you guys could be anonymous about it too. So we're about two hours later, uh, two pies of pizza later. Watched Murder My Sweet, and man, that's one of the best movies I've seen in a little while. I think it's really good. Yeah, it's it's like it's an excellent movie. And I 
did fall asleep for like 20 minutes, but that didn't have anything to do with the movie. <laughs> it is pretty funny, uh, given the, the content we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So, uh, for Vince Vaughn doing Psycho, I'm wide awake. <laughs> but when it's a really good thing, it's it's nap time. So, um, all right, to start off, I'll start. Mm-hmm. Um, man, did I really want to be Philip Marlowe in this movie? Yeah, Played by Dick Powell. He's awesome. Unfortunate name from a past <laughs> generation. Uh, but, man, such a cool guy. Like, the whole entire movie, we just kept looking at each other. We're like, this fucker's slick. Yeah, like, every single movie before the 60s has just, like, a male protagonist that's just so cool. And it's, like, not, I don't know how they do it because it's, it's not in, like, it's almost never in, like, a corny way. Like, some of the, okay, some of the lines are a little dated, but, like, oh. just think about, it, like, this one, the Cincinnati Kid, like, all these movies. It's just, like, like, the Hustler, even if they're, like, like, but the, you know what's a really interesting thing with almost all of these older movies is, like, it's actually rarely... Like, they're rarely as successful as, like, a hero in today's movie. They're normally, like, quite troubled. Oh, yeah. You know? like But that's what kind of makes them likable. Oh, exactly. Well, yeah. they don't give... That's the thing. They're such cool guys about it. They don't give a shit. Yeah. He didn't give a shit. Okay, wait. We should tell a little bit more context about the movie because we didn't really know much before watching it. So, it's a film noir. Um, this guy, Philip Marlowe, is a private investigator. And just a bunch of people come to him with such bogus uh, requests. Uh, but the cool thing about this movie is even at the beginning when you think that the people coming to him are coming with separate problems, toward the end of the movie you find out that all of these like specific cases he was working on this movie, which was two, um, it was actually with the same exact people involved. Yeah. So pretty interesting. Uh, there were certainly a few twists. Um, made out with two chicks in the movie, uh, a stepmother and her stepdaughter. Seemingly within like f- five minutes. Oh yeah, of, it, of each other. Yeah, so, yeah, dude's a G, no doubt about it. Basically, my hero. Um, man, it just—I don't know how every kid at this or any adult for that matter in the '40s didn't see this movie or see any movie like this because there were tons of film noir movies coming out that didn't just immediately drop whatever they were doing and become a detective. Like it's a good point, man. But I feel like that's all of these movies back then. Like the main character, you just want to be him. Yeah. You know, I guess world war two was stopping some of these guys, sadly from, yeah, um, you're right. From a detective. You know what I kept thinking about throughout the entire movie is like, how did it get to the point where we're like, as a just as a society, we're way more prude now. Like I thought the whole thing was like, I thought it's supposed to be like society gets less and less strict and like looser as time goes on. But like, they're just getting trashed in every single scene. Oh, yeah. That's not cool now, but back then it was. So like, we kind of, we kind of went the other way in terms of that. Yeah. In terms of I that. Mean, and some other things, I think it's definitely like how many, like, how many packs of cigarettes did these guys go through a day back then? Like three oh, a, a day, they one were, lighter a day, three packs. Like they were smoking in every scene, drinking in every scene. Zach and I were also saying that that's why this guy's our hero. Cause it was like, he's sitting down interviewing like victims, witnesses, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And he's like, scotch? Yeah. Hitting him with that. Ice clinking, you know. Every scene. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, and I I don't know. I think that's what it was like, though, in just life back then. I guess so. Every, like, office building had a bar on each floor. You know what I mean? Like one of those yeah. like home bars. Well, in this movie, this movie came out. Uh, it was filmed in 1944 and mm. its initial release. It actually released in Mexico first. Kind of interesting. Uh, 1945. So in this actor's lifetime and in, you know, assuming that this movie is playing in the modern day canon, you know, it, it's it's representative of the 40s. In that actor and that detective's lifetime, the, uh, there was a ban on alcohol in his lifetime. When was that? The 20s. Oh, the 20s. Yeah, yeah, sure. But isn't that crazy to think about? That, oh, like, well, maybe that's why they were so into That's it. the thing. Like, yeah. right after that, yeah. they probably were going crazy. Oh, that's a good point, actually. That's like what it's going to be like if this coronavirus shit keeps continuing. That's what it's going to be like going out in a year from now or whatever. Like, people are just going to want to... Well, I... I would like to think that's true. The only difference is, though, there was a... Yeah, I don't agree because there was a set date when Prohibition ended. No, true. This, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. slow burn of, like, kind of inching closer towards normal. It looks like it's know? starting to... Yeah, second wave. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I think in New York... I think they're going to shut down, like, New York fully again in, like, yeah, a couple of weeks. California never really fully opened up, so... They're, yeah, they're just... <laughs> they're just gone. Calling it. Might as well be over. You see... Uh, my boys in Brooklyn, the Hasidic Jews, had those mask burning parades. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Well, no, you know, no fans of masks. Same thing that right at the beginning of the virus. You remember that news story? Like, it was not even month one. And yeah. It was a funeral. Never, yeah. And yeah. there was like a shit. De Blasio time. came out in person to break it up. <laughs> well, I saw. I th- I saw his speech afterwards. I had no idea he went. <laughs> he went and he got. Yeah. He went all the way. It was a different time then. Imagine a government official went to a packed event like that nowadays. He would be canceled for trying to break it up. You're right. Yeah. But any, anywho, incredible movie. Another thing that was interesting about murder, my sweet, uh, were the camera angles. Oh yeah. They got some crazy shots. Yeah. The the um, lighting, everything like, yeah, everything in terms of like, um, just looking at it as like a technical film is like pretty remarkable. Incredible. They had some shots that like movies nowadays don't really pull off. Yeah. That's the thing I also feel like is lost in some way. Like everything in this movie is practical. Yes. All everything is, about is, it. Yeah, that is true. And now even to get a camera angle, some of this stuff is CG mm. animated post. I mean, for this movie to be pulled off, these cam these cameras weigh more than me and they're like well it's not saying much all right (laughs) we've been through this we've been through this but you know they're lifting these cameras i don't think that they had the same well they definitely didn't have the same gimbal technology we have now but i don't know what they're what type of dollies and gimbals they were working with to move those cameras around and it's crazy some of the shots they got and during uh during the scene where he got drugged uh you might have been sleeping then (laughs) Uh, my man's on uh, narcotics and he's just tripping balls, man. Yeah. But they had all these crazy shots. They had like this, this one special effect where he was getting chased by a guy and, um, there were all these doors and, um, 
uh, Philip Marlowe is like opening all the doors, but the guy who's chasing him is walking straight through closed doors, which like, oh wow, you know, I I'm assuming they did something with like layering film or something to get yeah. that to happen, and it's just crazy because nowadays a shot like that people would like roll their eyes at, you yeah. know, it's like kind of cheesy. But for then, I mean, it was probably crazy to watch that on screen because everything was done practically. So, well, it just shows you how, like, the more you're able to do, oftentimes leads to more just pointlessness. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, there's like this such, it's like this tipping point where it's like all this cool stuff, but for what? You know? Mm. And it's like, yeah, that is shown the, maybe the best with yeah film noir movies like how little technology they had like in terms of other arts like movies are probably the most actually that like yeah definitely more than music like the things they can do now are just ridiculous compared to what they could do then but i mean if this was in color and they were talking in today's dialect i don't know yeah you know it's like today's did we find out like where they were shooting this um let, yeah, let's see where they shot it. All right, it says here that it a lot of the filming actually took place in California. Um, yeah, so the, so yeah, the movie took place in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this really amazing. Okay, so speaking filming locations like the sets themselves, there was the office where he's a private investigator. Yeah, there was this club that he went to. There was this house for like a woman at the beginning that doesn't really matter very much. Um, then the places that really matter, it's the um, a very main character, um, this guy Lewin Grail, Lou Grail. He's this old guy, uh, very very wealthy, married to this beautiful young woman. Um, which they went into some interesting points about that. I was surprised how. Um, yeah, it, he was a sad character for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, they lived in this mansion that like yeah. looked like a museum. It was, it was awesome. crazy. Yeah, uh, huge mansion. And then one of my favorite scenes was filmed in. They had a beach house. And yeah, the beach house, the beach was, house was was great. Um, that scene was actually, according to the Wikipedia, was actually sh- um, shot in the Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm. And man, it it was like this crazy. It was this crazy house with this window view. Um, pretty cool way to end the movie. In I mean, that, that scene. beach had to be real. Yeah, I mean, every yeah, everything yeah. in that movie. Yeah. What do you think they were drinking at the uh, the mansion? Mm. I, I think it, it was either Tom Collins or Gin Gimlets. I, I couldn't even tell you. That's the thing. What was weird about it? Wow, I'm like looking at the budget of the movie: four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, I don't know. They were they just kept like they didn't do any mixing or anything for the most part. Mm. Um on screen, they were just pouring stuff into glasses. That's true. Yeah. How many scenes in the movie do you think actually they were actually drinking and it wasn't just water? Mm, most? Cuz they were definitely in 1944, they were definitely smoking real cigarettes. Oh yeah, for sure. Um yeah. But yeah, I'm curious if they, if any of the scenes they were actually drinking. I mean, I would think all of them. 
Really, you think so? Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't they be? Well, if they did like twenty shot, like twenty oh, different that's, takes, that's a good point. They're just getting blistered. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's I don't know. I feel like in the forties, I don't know if they'd have the foresight to be like. Well, I guess they're not stupid, but um, I could also see him just wanted to have a good time on set. I mean, apparently, like Pacino said, he did many of his movies completely drunk. Really? Yeah. Well, he was like an alcoholic. Oh, incredible actor still. That's pretty cool. He was able to pull it off like that. I mean, you think about like um, the really interesting one, though, is definitely Chandler on Friends doing like half of it completely high on heroin. That I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. Wow. Yeah. That's dark. That's why this show is not really that funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was telling you, right? I was, was I telling you about Joey, the spinoff show? Yeah. yeah. I think we should, oh, man, we should really do something with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know though. I watched some scenes. It's just like, it, it's like, like that, that show is so huge for that show for Joey to have run two seasons. It's kind of like all you need to know about how, how it is. But the scenes that you watched, were they like so unfunny that there's just like nothing there. Did yeah. nothing to talk about. Not really. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually curious if anyone wants to reach out or uh, reach out to our social media. Um, what your interest in like TV show reviews and how we should go about doing that? Because I I feel like that's definitely. I mean, we have enough movies to get by for the rest of our lives, but nowadays I feel like TV shows are the, all the rage more so. People binging Netflix TV shows yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um. So I wouldn't be opposed to trying out maybe one episode or doing a little, a little talking point on a forgotten TV show, like something like a Joey. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Friends. Uh, so if anyone has any recommendations on how we do it, like maybe just watch the pilot or watch a few episodes and then I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, like forgotten shows. The only one I can think of that I really loved was, um, what was that called? Red, Red Banks or Red, damn it. What was that called? Hold up. Look this up. It was like Red, um, TV show. In the Red? No, it was, um, oh, look up Red, (laughs) Paul Reiser. He was in it. Red Oaks. Okay, so Red Oaks, there was only three seasons of it, but it was like about me. The main character is just me. I'm telling you, watching this show was like one of the, well, he's me, but just like with a way better life. But still, like watching it was, you ever seen something that's like so similar? I mean, I've seen movies like that, like the Meyerowitz stories. You know about that movie? No, but I'm reading this synopsis of this. You guys listen to this. David, a college student, begins working at a Jewish country club in New Jersey during his summer breaks in 1985, which set the record. Zach worked in Jersey during part of summer break. Um, The show follows David's life with numerous subplots, including his family, friends, and coworkers, and primarily revolves around the Red Oaks Country Club. So that's the country you, club in like, New It's Jersey. funny, though, because I was like, it's me, but just everything's just a little better. Like, he has, like, just, like, a, a cusher, cooler 
like uh, existence, but still watching it was just like, it was a trip. Wow. I might watch this, man. It's really good too. A lot actually. of it was filmed in Westchester. Yeah. It's super like Westchester, like, or like hotly in like fancy Jersey. Look at this. It's on Amazon. Super Jewish too. Check it. We'll check it out. I'll check it out. You guys should check it out. Sounds like a fun watch to me. And like no one know. I mean, I'm almost surprised it even ran for three seasons. Cause like no one knows it exists. Well, if it was an Amazon movie, they were just trying to throw shit at the wall, probably. Yeah. Amazon show, rather. What are you feeling? You feeling an ad break? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Zach. I know you, man, and I know you're a Publix fiend. How often do you go to Publix these days? I'm there at least once a week. That is crazy. I'm every two weeks type of guy. We don't go to groceries that often here in my apartment. But then you probably agree with me that due to this coronavirus, Publix is a nightmare right now. Not quite the same. It's like you can't walk down certain aisles. They say wrong way. So it's like you can't go down the bread aisle one way. I find myself taking like four trips just to find the dairy aisle. People people definitely vibe in you. Get too close. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're vibing. Not a great vibe in there. Um, How awesome would it be, though, if you could pay a service to do your groceries for you? Perfect. Instacart Groceries is giving our listeners... Free delivery on your first order over $35. And when are you not going over $35? It's groceries. Yeah, $35? That's Especially if you're doing lifetime. any of that organic vegan crap, bro. You're going over... Over $350. Over $350. Took the words out of my mouth. So if you go to our affiliate link, uh, instacart.oloiyb.net slash mygut. It's also in the description of the podcast because mm-hmm. that is a nightmare to take from my voice there. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. Press the link. It helps our show out. It lets Instacart know we sent you. There's multiple stores available. This is all over the country, guys. And the best part is it could be in as fast as one hour. Mm. These groceries. How long are you at the grocery store? I'm at the grocery store like an hour and a half easy. Forget about it. These guys are professionals. They'll bring this stuff right to your door in an hour. They even help you save money. They get those deals for you. I mean, come on. That's like my mom. Wake up on a... Wake up on a Sunday Sunday afternoon, maybe 2 o'clock, look in the fridge, not much there. What are you going to do? You're going to go to the grocery store. You know, that's the whole day. Get back. It's time for dinner already. Yeah, this, free delivery, get to your doorstep. Use our link. Supports us. Supports Instacart. It's easy. Try it out. So, yeah, create account today. Use that link. And uh, here's the rest of the podcast. All right. So, 1 to 10. What do you got? Ooh, it's hard because all the other movies we watched were pretty yep. illegitimate in comparison to this one. Uh, between Mr. Mom, the Psycho remake. Mm, you know what? I'm going big. I'm going 8.6. Yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking. I'm going to say 8.1. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was it's really... The first, yeah, it's the first actually good movie. We've really seen. impressed. Um, yeah. I know this is definitely breaking form for us uh, compared to uh, compared to the other movies we've watched. Um, I didn't know a single actor, obviously, in this movie. And also, yeah, I, it was just a totally different vibe than the other movies. But man, I'm so glad we watched this one. This is definitely one of the best movies I've seen in a little while. Yeah. And it's so th- that's OK. One more thing before we go on. 
a big thing about this movie for me, and it amazed me, and we talked about already that everything was done practically, but it amazes me that a movie from 1944 could be just as relevant, actually more relevant, than some of the movies we've watched in this podcast already. Oh, of course. Like, parts of the Psycho remake, especially some parts of Mr. Mom, were not really, like, if you were watching it unironically, weren't very watchable. Of The yeah. whole last movie we watched, uh, Dear Mr. Wonderful, was half unwatchable, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. But then this movie, recorded on film in the 1940s, is like thought-provoking throughout the whole thing, watchable quality-wise, and like, yeah, it surprised me, and it was engaging, and it was relevant, and I came out of that movie, you could have told me that that was like an art house movie designed to like look like the 40s last week, mm. and... Yeah, I, I, I could have told, I could have said that that was, I would have believed it. Yeah, I mean, every thought that we've ever had was had by someone a thousand years ago. Fuck, don't drop that on me now, <laughs> man. Shit. Well, it's, ugh. But in a way, it's actually almost. I don't know. In a way, I don't know if that's. I mean, you can look at it from a dark way. You can also look at it from kind of a like a reassuring, a reassuring way. Like you read. I mean, like like just Shakespeare. That's all you need to read. And yeah. then you realize like, wow. So like, yeah, no matter how far we um, advance, like humans are always the same. Well, with that, with that, so this is a little bonus feature for this episode. Um, I saw this clip, like I think like six years ago and it popped into my head the other day. And it's just one of those, like, I mean, if you're on a deep youtube rabbit hole you might find it um if you want to see it uh look up you can just look up oprah jewish women and you'll probably find it the title is why one jewish man refuses to date jewish women let's start it off and uh let's see well the confessions you're going to hear today may really tick you off who likes to be rejected well this room is filled with people who simply don't want to date their own and they've agreed to be honest today and to tell us why all right so first of all i guess oprah used to do these like special episodes where the whole thing would be like based on something and they pan it to this crowd of people that like first of all why are they all wearing something more colorful than the person sitting next to them look at those colors like green red orange like that's just a straight up neon green and they're all pantsuits um i guess most of them look completely uninterested in about like dude you're on the (laughs) oprah show isn't that like a big deal yeah um and so i guess these are all like kind of different ethnicities and it's they don't yeah, I, I, I guess. So, and Oprah is energetic. Oh, she's going for it. <laughs> yeah. They've agreed to be agree. <laughs> honest today and to tell us why. Alan is a 30... 30- I love Oprah, though. Yeah, of course. I love Oprah. Two-year-old attorney. He is Jewish, but does not date Jewish women. And we- All right, so this guy is, is giddy. He already thinks he's, like, hilarious as hell. Wow, look at his shirt. Yeah, the shirt is... I mean, it doesn't get more... Let's see exactly when this was... Let's see if it says when this was filmed... It does not, but 
It's it, giving me early 80s, um, mid-80s vibes. Yeah, I was going to say late 80s, like coming into the 90s just because of all the... Actually, oh, yeah. no, though. It, yeah, well, really, it's, it's you know, fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's, that's mm. like the setting we're, we're in. Or like family matters almost, too. We want to know why, Alan? Simply, Jewish women are, are identical. I, I think that God created Adam and... So Jewish. God? <laughs> and then the Jewish woman... I mean, basically from their looks right down to their attitudes. They all look the same. They've got short, dark hair. <laughs> wow. Oprah is mouth wide stunned. Open. Just mouth, mouth like gaping open. Hair with makeup and big hips. And their attitudes. I mean, I don't even need to go. No, seriously. I don't even need to go out with a woman. I just fax my resume. Ivy League lawyer. Okay, it's great for the parents. So they're, this guy. You know, they're interested in sports. And then when you get married to them, not that I have been, but from what I've heard, Forget it. They've got Hadassah meetings or something like that. I, I, oh my god, that's the best right lady. there. You they panned to the neon green. Yeah, for episodes like I feel this. bad because you haven't seen so I'm like not getting the full thing. But it, 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 what I love, really, what's so great is that this guy, not to ruin it, this guy just keeps. He doesn't back down once in this. He thinks he's just the funniest person on the phone. Well, Even yeah, though he's not joking, he just thinks that he's like. You, you know. really think he's not joke? I think he's no. testing out his material right now. He walked up there. Giddy well, yeah, with it's his... a lot of jokes. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of and, jokes. You know, and I will say he's hitting zingers in the oh, audience. Oh yeah, for sure. When they're not gasping, they're laughing. They're loving it. Yeah. I went out with non-Jewish girl. I asked her why did why did uh, why would she go out with me? She said because of your butt. And then the Jewish girl, it's because of the thickness of your wallet in your butt. They don't oh even look God. at what uh, butt. He couldn't even get through it. Well, because he's looking at Oprah, and Oprah's like, "Why? Why did I have <laughs> Every, this guy on my show?" Everyone in the audience is just absolutely stunned, except for this one guy talking. That's uh, what's great. This about one guy's this. talking right now. Like your butt. He already read this. Oh, I mean, wait a minute. He's loving. It. <laughs> Weird that the audience is clapping. Well, it's they're kind of behind him almost. They definitely put put one of those applause oh, yeah. signs up for that. Is that every Jewish woman you've encountered or your friends have encountered? Or because there's got to be, I mean, women out there who are Jewish who are not just interested in your wallet. Only my mother. <laughs> okay, now that's what Alan says. Uh, Megan is a single 34-year-old Jewish woman. Now this is oh. where it takes a turn. She does not find this funny. Look Woman, at her. She's who is May, Megan? Come join me here. Like who is sick so of? Uh, she says Jewish men like Alan discriminating against her. So when you heard Alan say all those things, what did you think? First of all, I don't know anybody that would want to go out with someone like Alan. <laughs> no matter what ethnic background. See, this is where it gets good because he's still smiling. He's still like, ah, let's go. It. He wants to go tit for tat. He wants to like. Get into the ring. You know, Do you think he happened. knew that she was going to bring someone to like? Mm, probably, yeah. But I think he thought it would be like some like kind of fiery Jewish girl. Like, let me tell you, you know, like really long island. He was not expecting like a serious girl. I don't, I don't feel bad a little bit. Right, short hair. It's 10 minutes in the show. We're name calling already. Go ahead. Yeah. Because what? I think people should date whomever they feel comfortable with. It's fine. You make your own decisions. What I have a problem with is when you start stereotyping people. That's just... Thank you. Yeah. See, now, that's the first time we've that, seen him not smiling. Because he's like... He's like, he's like, oh, shit. This is on TV, isn't it? That's dismissive. And, and I think when you uh, do it aimed against the women from a 
with whom you share an ethnic background, it's misogyny and anti-Semitism and racism, and it's almost sanctioned because you're doing it against women with whom you share ethnicity. Oh. It's not fair, and you, you, know, you wouldn't do it to someone from another ethnic background. It has nothing to do with religion whatsoever. Oprah's on her side. Oprah puts her arm around her. <laughs> However, it's the person. I don't not go out with Jewish women because they're Jewish. I go. I don't go out with Jewish women because who they are. I was studying. <laughs> That's kind of a deep yeah, line wow. right there. That's like the most serious thing you said. That's where you kind of start to turn on. In a yeshiva <laughs> in Jerusalem, Israel, earlier in well, the Jewish women because who they are. I was studying in a yeshiva in Jerusalem, Israel, earlier in the year, studying Torah and the rate of assimilation. I am very pro-Jewish. It's just after 12 o'clock... At night, after I finished studying, I went down and I found a blonde, blue-eyed shiksa to go dancing with. Mazel the only tov. one in Jerusalem. Every- That's killing me. Mazel tov. The Jewish woman, and so you should not stereotype us. Period. Oh, and, and a shiksa means non-Jewish woman, right? Um, that's what my parents told me, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, oh, and so you say it's not the fact that the person is Jewish. It is because of... What? Also, why is she yelling? I know. Have you noticed that the other two, it's normal conversation. She's full on yelling. Then, if you don't date Jewish women, they are. I don't. If someone says I have a nice Jewish woman for you, I'd love to date her. However, I soon find out when I speak to her on the phone that she wants to know all the particulars before we go out. A non-Jewish woman, someone who has a better attitude about themselves and just want to go out and have fun, they don't care who I am, what I have or what I don't have. They just want to have fun. You keep talking about who they are, but the fact of the matter is you don't know all of us, so you cannot make a broad sweeping generalization like that about who we are. Do you find that a lot of Jewish men have this attitude? You can't make a broad sweeping generalization about that but have you encountered other jewish men she who have this attitude i've yeah. encountered Call others her. and there are many who don't and that's yeah. it that's it so okay <laughs> at first i thought the guy was kidding no he's not kidding by the end i'm like all right maybe there is a little <laughs> something wrong like something there's a, a little screw loose with this one i just love the 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 part let's see like from from the beginning but, and then the jewish girl it's because of the thickness of your wallet in your but like right now he's he's killing he's got the crowd on his side he's like just smiling as hell is that every jewish woman you've been and then from here is more jokes and then all of a sudden alan say all those things what did you think first of all i don't know anybody that would want to go out with someone like alan oh he's starting you could see the smiles start to fit and he starts to realize Oh, uh-oh. My, are my co-workers watching this yeah. right now? Yeah. So, yeah. How do they find these people? <laughs> That's a great question. What do they do? What is this guy's like? I got to go on Oprah with this point <laughs> that'll like split literally the Jewish community right now. It's so bold. It's really bold. Yeah. Man, yeah. What would happen uh, nowadays? Uh, I don't I, think it gets to this I point, have but. no idea. That's a good question. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Read some comments here. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. What girl would date a man that would go on Oprah anyway? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? That's the most valid point I've heard heard yet. Um, Are people in the comments taking this seriously? Not really. We got, I am Jewish, and no Jewish woman has ever wanted to know the size of my wallet. All right. Well, they that's wanted like... to know the size of something else. <laughs> kind of all right. All right. <laughs> Um, Walking right into that, <laughs> that world. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's right. He was right. That woman had short, short dark hair and makeup. That's true. Um, but yeah, um, 
yeah, I mean, uh, this is the one good thing about living in a postmodern uh, hell of a world. You get to find videos like this. Yeah. <laughs> well, they exist. You just got to. You just got to find them. Yeah. You just got to dig for them. Yeah. I love like inter-ethnic feuds. Oh, I love it. Well, it, I think it's more, it's a lot of fun being outside of it. Cause I don't Especially really, when, like, because also this guy, yeah, it's probably more fun. Because I don't have any stakes in it. Stake, I don't have any yeah. horses in the oh, fight. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially this guy, though, because he's like, I don't think this guy's a self-hating Jew. Because this guy's, like, I know people like this who's like, I bet this guy's constantly talking about how he's Jewish and, like, just, like, always bringing it well, up. Well, he, he already, he dropped that he studied yeah. in Israel yeah, yeah. and, you know, all this stuff. So he's, you know, he's down. He's definitely down. Yeah. I mean. Name a better way to end end our fourth episode. <laughs> yeah, if you're still listening, you um, you lucked out. Oh, for sure. I think. You guys thought we were just gonna snooze on about a movie from the '40s at the end of this. Yeah. Well, is that it? I believe so. I think so. All right. Uh, see you guys we'll next you Sunday, next and uh, fa fa fui. Fa fa fui.